Thank you for tuning into the New Vision Podcast. Our prayer is that this talk builds your faith, brings clarity, and gives you hope. Enjoy the message. What I'm going to talk to you about this morning, it, it's, not, it's not just for moms. Like, there's going to be some snippets along the way that I'm going to refer to myself and, and some mom things. But whether you're a mom or you came from one, this, this is for you. So gentlemen, especially, like, this isn't that Mother's Day that you can, like, check this game on your phone or whatever because God has something for you, too. And I fully believe that this morning. So whether you're a mom or you came from one, which, again, we've established is all of us, there are things that growing up either that you as a mom said to your kids when they were little or for those of you like me, I'm, I'm still at that point. There are things that you find yourself either repeating over and over and over and over and over again, or that you've heard repeated to you, probably you, repeated over and over and over again, that your mom said to you. There's these phrases, right? Like there's things that you've heard or that you have said consistently that you just, you're just like, oh my gosh, like can I say it any other way? Can I say this anymore the same way? And like you just come on. But there's these phrases, right, that we've said so many times, like more than we can count. I'll give you a couple. Um, what are you doing? Like there's, there's a way that you say that and like there's a, you know, that means a lot of different things. But when you're talking to a child or an older child or whatever, and there's just this, like you're just, <sighs> there's, hurry up, close the door. That's enough. Hold still. Turn it off because I said so. You'll live, leave her alone, walk it off, stop fighting. Like, there's so many. Like, there's a video I saw on social media, and it was like four minutes long, and it was a bunch of these. Like, there's so many of these statements that we either have said on repeat or we've heard them over and over and over again. And then there's also those ones that we, like, we heard and we swore, like, I will never say that to my kid. There's like that, like, money doesn't grow on trees, and if my friend, if your friend jumped off of a bridge, would you do it too? And, and then the, like that, like, don't make me turn this car around. Uh, that's a great one. <laughs> and uh, Just wait till your dad gets home. Like, there's those ones that, like, as a kid, when you heard them, you either, like, rolled your eyes or, like, you instantly were, like, significantly, like, more afraid than you've ever been before because, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen when dad gets home? I, I don't know. But there's those too. Um, but I, I just want to talk this morning about three statements. So three of these, what we'll, we'll call mom phrases that um, I've been parenting for almost 13 years now. Um, and I, I am very much a self-proclaimed, like, parenting amateur. Like, maybe I'll figure it out or maybe I won't. I don't know. But I found myself repeating these over and over and over and over again. But as I was praying about this week and thinking about it, over the last couple of weeks and the last, thinking about the last year and even beyond that, because if some of us are honest, like, we talk about 2020 and we say, oh, last year, and like, it was, it was and has been this really significantly difficult time in our lives, but like, there was a lot of life lived before that, and it was hard then too, and so this isn't anything new. These struggles that we're facing, the things that we're experiencing, the things that we feel on the inside, a lot of this stuff isn't new. It didn't just happen in 2020. It didn't just spring up in 2020. These things have been going on for quite a while. Um, and I feel like for me over these last few weeks, the Holy Spirit has kind of been flipping the script, so to say. 
And these same words, these same phrases that I have repeated for years now and that some of us have heard and we heard a lot for a lot of years, he's flipping the script on these words and these phrases and telling me that, like, I need you to hear them. I need you to understand them. I need you to receive them. I need you, and by you, I'm saying me, that the Holy Spirit is saying, I need you to hear these, and I need you to respond to them. And uh, absolute disclosure, this week has been really, 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 really difficult for me. Like, I have had some hard times, some hard weeks. All of us have. Like, this is not particular or, you know, to me or what have you. And I, I fully understand that. But this week has been really, really hard in a lot of ways, in some ways that I expected and, and that are kind of typical for where I am right now. And then there's other, other ways, like, not so much. Um, and I, don't, I haven't really been able to figure out what to make of that. Like I said, some of it's kind of expected. And, and the part, but the parts that have kind of thrown me off guard a little bit, like, that's been where I've really been struggling. And, and actually what I want to do, as opposed to stand here and, and go through these things, like what I really want to do is I, like, I want to sit like at the edge of the stage and like let my feet hang off and just kind of like talk to you. Um, and just kind of like have this conversation with you, kind of conversationally how I feel like the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me. Um, and so part of the way that I've written this today and that I've kind of prepared is a little bit in that sense, because that's kind of the feeling that I want to to share with you this morning. Um, so there you go. Picture me on the floor, you know, with what I just said. And, uh, but I, I know that whatever it is that God wants to communicate this morning, like it's, it's, been, it's been, been pretty heavy for me, um, and, but I'm going to attempt to communicate. And what's kind of ironic is the very same things, like these pages of notes that I have, I've been kind of tested, I guess you could say, to like live them out this week um, in a way that I, I, I didn't fully expect. And sometimes there's been parts of the week that like I've done really well and I've, I've kind of, you know, swallowed my own medicine and done these things and I've done well and succeeded and there's other times of the week that I have failed miserably and not been able to successfully do these things, but um, I'm committed to keep at it. But to set this up, I want to walk through, I'm going to look through five short verses from Luke chapter 10. So if you want to get there and get prepared, it'll be just a few seconds, but it's going to be Luke 10, 38 through 42. So if you can, you can flip there if you would like to do so. But we're going to look at these five verses and, and contrary to what everything inside of me like really wants to do and kind of what I'm used to doing, um, we're, we're not really going to hang out here long. So the words are going to be on the screen. If you don't want to pull up your Bible, that's fine. Because again, we're not going to stay here for very long. Um, but contrary to what I want to do, when like normally you would kind of figure out what you're going to talk about and you select a passage of scripture and you kind of, you know, you read through commentaries and you pray about them and you read them over again and you research certain words and the cultural context of which they, in which they exist and you, you know, pull out these biblical truths and, and you share that and, and that's a sermon. Like that's what a lot of times, like that's, you know, one kind of main way that we communicate in a, in a, a gospel message. Um, but that's not really what I'm going to do this morning. And I think that's probably partially why I've had such a hard time this week of prepping for this and putting all of this together. And notice, like, for me, because, uh, again, this is, this is pretty personal. This is something that I've been kind of walking through that the Holy Spirit has been kind of moving in, in me. And so there's just moments where you'll notice, like, that for me, it's like I just, like, these deep breaths in and, you know, deep breaths out because 
I'm, I'm just practicing. I'm getting, I'm getting really good at that because that's something that is beneficial uh, for me. But I finally, when I was struggling with this of, of, of how to prepare and kind of the, the, the format and the process of, of writing this message and communicating what I feel like God wants to speak to you this morning, um, I, I struggled all the way up until the point of, I think it was maybe Friday morning of this week, when I had the thought that I felt like Jesus was speaking to me. He said, yeah, but like, that's what you want you to do. That's not what I want you to do. What I mean by that is, um, like, like, again, what I said of, like, going through a message and, like, there's kind of this format and this flow, and um, I kind of had to, to get past that. And so, again, the structure of kind of how I'm going to communicate this to you this morning is going to be a little bit different, um, but I'm, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would use these words uh, to speak to you today. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 10. We're going to be reading from verses 38 to 42. It says, Now... As they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching, but Martha was distracted with, very, with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are so anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. I'm sure every, every woman in the room, as soon as I was reading just that short snippet, I would imagine that a lot of us kind of found ourselves in one of those two women, either in Martha or in Mary, right? Like, if I was alive in Jesus' time, there is no question about it. Like, Mary and I could have been, or sorry, Martha and I could have been really, really, really good friends, like, I get her completely. She is me. I am her. Like, we, we understand each other. And there's, I know there's also some of you in the room who, like, you're kind of more on the merry side of, like, any moment that you have, like, you can abandon, and not in a negative way at all, because we clearly see kind of, you know, who was on the right side of things at this point. But you can kind of abandon, like, the stuff, the chores, the duties, the whatever, and just, like, engage with Jesus. Like, there's kind of those two, like, opposing personalities and characteristics that exist that all of us can identify either one or the other. And what I appreciate, though, here because of my connection to Martha is that Jesus didn't scold her. He didn't, he didn't um, you know, like make her feel bad for being who she was or the way that she was. He didn't um, accuse her of anything for for being concerned with prepping the, the meal or serving the guest or whatever else it was that was on her mind. But he was concerned that she was going to miss the moment, that she was going to miss her chance to do what Mary was already choosing to do. And, and worse off, potentially, she was, she, there, was, uh, there was a potential that she was going to take that away from Mary by pulling her into what she was doing. And Jesus didn't want that to happen. Being a mom... Those of us who are, who are moms in the room or who, you know, maybe you've helped with raising a younger sibling if, if your parents had a child a little bit later when you were a little bit older. So in some capacity, there's, there's parts of, of mothering and of, of helping to take care of someone in any capacity that it is fully necessary. It's 100% necessary to be Martha at times. Like, right, like there's, you have work and you have school and you have kids and you have houses and you have chores and responsibilities and finances and like all this stuff. It's completely necessary to take moments 
and have parts of your life and who you are that are very much Martha. And, and that weight is really heavy. If you talk to any mom or you watch your mom long enough and you really look close and you look deep, like it, it is, it's heavy. Um, and, you know, and we continue to carry it. But Jesus, Jesus is reminding me and he's reminding us this morning that we still have to take those opportunities. We still have to take those moments to be Mary. Because we can only Martha so well for so long if we also take the position and take on the characteristics and the person of Mary because of what she did, because of the, the time that she spent at Jesus' feet and, and just in his presence, wherever he was. A lot of times we see Mary, if we see her character show up in stories in the Bible, this is her position. Like, this is what she did. And that's what we hear about her. And again, like, we can only... Martha so well for so long if we also take those opportunities to be like Mary. And this is true for all of us. This is, this is true for women. This is true for men. This is true if you're younger, if you're older, whatever season of life that you find yourself in, this is true for all of us. And all of our, our capacities are all different. Like my capacity is different than your capacity. It might be less, it might be more, it might be similar, and your capacity, you might be able to handle more than he can handle, and you might not be able to handle as much as she can handle. All of our capacity levels are different, but either way, I believe that the Holy Spirit is saying that we still need to respond, we need to receive and respond to our own words, the words that we say as moms, the words that we've heard on the receiving end of these mom statements, that we need to receive the words that God is just maybe been repeating back to us, those same exact words. So for the next handful of moments, my hope is that you are able to feel in this room like it's just you and Jesus. Uh, I don't know if you notice, like normally during the message portion, we kind of, we bring the lights up and, you know, I can see you fine, so I know that you're there, so thank you um, for being here again. Um, but I, I asked them to leave the lights down a little because there's something about just kind of that effect that a dimmer environment has in a room, because I want, I want it just to kind of be you and Jesus, because that's kind of how I felt as I was prepping for this and thinking through and sitting in different places, at, you know, out and in my home, that it was just me and him, and whatever it is that he wanted to say, and not, not just as it relates to prepping and, you know, to speak today, but uh, just kind of in general, so I'm, I'm really just kind of giving you an open door, an open window into some conversations that that he and I have had, and that I feel like they're, they happened when they happened because of today. And so my hope is that you're able to feel like it's just you and Jesus, and that there's moments that he's kind of just literally like looking across a table. Like you're sitting there, and you're just, it's him and you, and you're, he's just looking at you and speaking directly to you, whatever it is that you might need to hear this morning, that maybe you're listening and you're hearing my words, but that you're listening, that you have the ability to listen to his voice. I don't know what, what mom phrases that you grew up hearing or repeating to yourself, but this first one that we're going to get into, and we're, these aren't going to be long. We're going to move through these. But this first one here is this one. Slow down. Slow down. Like, you say those words, and I'm sure that there's a scenario, you know, that you've, that you've already thought of, whether it's a bit of time that you've said those words to your child or that someone has said them to you when you were a kid, like right before you crashed and burned into something. But slow down. If you've ever lived in a house with kids, and I'm sure a lot of us have at some point or another, uh, if, if it's ever been in a house with a toddler, I think toddler's only speed is run. 
Like, they just run, whether they're at home or the grocery store or Target or at a park, like, they run. Then those toddlers get a little older, and they start, they learn how to ride a bicycle, and uh, God forbid you have a hill, and, and they get on, and they're so confident, and they're just moving, and they're, they're flying, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, like, this is it. It's going to happen. The bike's either going to go this way, this way, or this way. Like, you're just thinking, you can't hear me, but I'm, like, yelling inside, like, slow, slow down. You're going way too fast. You're going to hurt yourself. Slow down. Then there's teenagers. I don't know if you have any teenagers. I, I almost do, and I are. We're so close. Oh, Jesus. We're so, we're so close. Pray for me. Oh, she's wonderful. I love you. <laughs> but teenagers, okay, there's this thing that, okay, it's like they don't watch TV anymore. They watch, the ta- they watch tablets and they watch YouTube. And there's these two, like, 15-second commercials. They're, they're called ads. They're not even called commercials on. They're just these, they're, they're called ads. But my kids will, they'll, from the, the time between one video to the next, there's like a 30 seconds worth of ads. And they'll put the thing down. Hopefully, they'll put the tablet down. And they'll run to the kitchen. And they'll grab a snack. And they'll run back and try to make it before the, whatever it is that they're watching starts again. Like, they, they just run. And there's times where I'm like, they, there's walls right in front of you. Like, you're not even paying attention. Slow down. And depending on the age, the context with which these words mean anything kind of changes, right? Like, that's for kids, for toddlers, for, for teenagers, for, you know, whatever. The, the, the context around that statement changes, but the message is still exactly the same. And whatever it needs to mean in your context and in my context and in their context, ultimately, it's in one scenario, I mean, it's, it's for their safety. Like, slow down. You are going to hurt yourself. And then I have to take you to the doctor, and I don't have time for that. Slow down. For your own safety, slow down. But this is one thing, though, that we struggle with as adults. Again, different context, same thing. We are so accustomed to being so busy, to having so much going on. We're accustomed to hurry, even to chaos. And they're watching us. Like, they get this from us. It's different, but they they see our scurry. They see our our busyness. And then we wonder kind of where they learn that and where where they get this from. We have got to slow down. For our own sake, for our own sanity, for our own safety, in a number of ways, we have got to slow down. What do you, what do you think that you might be missing? What, what am I missing when I can't slow down or when I won't slow down? Maybe a conversation with, with your teenager about their potential struggle with self-worth. Because I don't know if you've been in a middle school or in a high school in a, or a high school in a while, but it is hard. And so if, if I'm so busy, if I'm so worried about other things that are equally as important, kind of, then I can miss out on that. You're, you're at work, and you're just trying to do your job and maybe work towards a promotion and, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. But, like, there's that coworker that really hasn't spoken or smiled in days. We're too busy to notice that at times. There's just there's stuff that happens, and I wonder what we're missing out on. Are we missing out and on the fact that we haven't talked to our adult children, you know, in a while. And it goes both ways. I have a mom that I, sometimes I think, man, I haven't talked to her in, like, two weeks. Or, like, are we missing out on that stuff? Because there's just so much. Even an opportunity to just to sit and to read a devotional. Five minutes. We're so busy. We've got to figure, I have got to figure out how to slow down. What I don't want you to do, though, is to misinterpret my words. This is not an invitation to lazy. Not at all. 
This is not an invitation to lazy. I'm not encouraging you to drop everything and only the most necessary things in your life, like just do those. Because a lot of times we struggle with when we have thoughts like this, we drop the wrong stuff. Like we let go of the stuff that actually is important, that actually should be and is feeding our souls for the things that like we just kind of want to keep doing. So we, we drop the wrong things. Stephen Covey says the key is not to prioritize what is on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. But before you do that, I would encourage you to cross-reference those priorities with the Holy Spirit. Again, because there's times where if it's up to me and I'm, like, listing out what my personal priorities are, that those are not, they're, it's not always right. I don't always get it right. That's all right, because that's what he's there for. But I've got to engage with him, and I need to cross-reference these priorities with the Holy Spirit. And if we do this, I think that we'll find ourselves a little less hurried a little less overwhelmed, a little less whatever it is that you feel when you catch yourself being so busy for so long and doing so much for so long. Slow down. Slow down. This next one comes out in a few different ways, which are including but not limited to the following. Be quiet. Be quiet. Turn it down. You're too loud. That is too loud. Dial it down. Dial it back. Whatever. Just be quiet. If you have kids and you ride in cars with them and they have a cell phone or they ask you for yours, you say this. I say this all the time. We get in the car and we have one kid that has a cell phone and one kid who doesn't. And Jordan, within 3.6 seconds of getting in the car, this child is like, Dad, can I have your phone? Mom, can I have your phone? Some of the times we'll give it to them, and sometimes we make them share, and, and they're great with that. But he'll, they, especially when they're, they're both on phones, whether they have headphones or not, how many seconds does it take? Within no time, we're, we're turning around saying, turn it, turn it down. Like, that's so loud. There's other things that are going on in this car. There's other things that are going on. We're trying to have a conversation. You've got to turn it down. I have, oh, my gosh. Have you ever had a conversation with someone, and, like, after 10 seconds of talking, or you get to the end of your statement, and then they're like, what, what did you say? Like, I, I didn't catch that. This happens to me so much at school. I'll, I'll be talking to a kid, and kids wear, like, hoodies and hats or, you know, like, hair covers their ears. And so I'll be talking, and then after a few seconds, I get one of these. Huh? Like, they take the, this is an AirPod, sorry. This, I was taking out my AirPod. They're like, I, what did you say? You didn't, you, didn't catch, you didn't catch any of that? Like, this happens all the time. Like, people, we're, we just, we don't pay attention. And the problem is, is usually what I have to say as a parent or what I have to say as a teacher or a friend or whoever, what I have to say is usually important, especially with my kids and especially with these kids at school. It's usually pretty important. And it usually has some sort of value, not to me, to them. But they can't, they can't hear either can't hear because of what's coming in or they can't hear because they're just there's just so much going on they're not paying attention things are too loud and the frustrating part is that like I, frustrating for me is that like i kind of do the same thing sometimes like there's just stuff that's really loud so I would ask you, like, what, what, in your life is, what in your life is too loud? The news, 
social media, anything on this thing. There's so many apps and so many things that can be beneficial, both beneficial for us, but extremely detrimental. Um, so maybe it's something on your phone that's too loud. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I can, I can list them. I can, I can, the company you keep, the relationships, the people that you surround yourself with, the conversations in the lunchroom at work that are just like, you don't need to really be a part of that, but you are. And sometimes you just hear and sometimes you respond, but that stuff gets loud and it affects us. There's a lot. There's a lot that can be really loud in our lives. I know for me, one thing that I struggle with, of the, the loudness, is sometimes the pressure. What gets loud for me is the pressure that I put on myself. Like, that's, that's really, really loud for me. And we've got to figure out whatever it is. I don't know what your it is. Whatever it is, it is too loud in your life. What's too loud in your ears? What's too loud in your heart? We've got to figure out a way. We have got to turn it down. We've got to quiet all this stuff. All of this stuff. All of this stuff. Turn it down. Turn it off. Be quiet. And this is why. This is why this is important. This last statement is probably the most important of the three. And that's this here. Listen to what I'm telling you. So we've talked about slowing down. We've talked about being quiet. And now listen to what I'm telling you. All these, again, these are all mom statements and things that we as parents and whoever in life and and working relationships and whatever, that we say them a lot, and but we sometimes don't hear them. Listen to what I'm telling you. My kids get really wrapped up in, wrapped up in stuff at times, 100% warranted, but they get frantic. Like, they get frantic, they get frustrated, and then there's times where, like, I can see it, I can feel it, it we experience it, and there's times where I have to, like, look down and just look at them in the eye and say, slow down, be quiet, Listen, listen to me. Listen, listen to me. I'm, I'm looking them dead in the eye, and my eyes are at their level. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. And the reason that that's so important that I want them to hear what I have to say is because there's something that I have to say to them that can bring calm, that brings understanding, that brings clarity, it brings direction, and that's what they need to hear. But I want them to be engaged with me. I want them to listen to what I'm saying. And much like them hearing from us all of those things, the, the, the understanding, the calm, the clarity, the direction, the whatever, like those are all things that, that I need. Those are all things that we need, and it's so important, but it's necessary to quiet the noise. It's necessary to quiet this noise and, and everything else that's going on and to listen to what God is saying to us. And when we do, we may hear we may hear him say things like this, like what we read in Isaiah 41.10 when he says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged. I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. Or he speaks this to, Josh, to Joshua. He says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for I am with you wherever you go. Psalm 46.10, he tells us we can be still. He says, be still and know that I am God. 
this is a real, this is one that I love so much because it kind of just is all encompassing. Is, is in John sixteen thirty three. He says, "But take heart, because I have overcome the world. All the stuff on the news, all the stuff that comes across your phone, all the stuff on social media, all the things that you think in your own mind, in your own heart, in your own head, all of those struggles. Take heart. I have overcome the world." I don't know, I'm not really sure what he's saying to you. I know that he wants you to listen. I don't know what he's saying or what you need to hear, but I do know that his words change things and his words change us. So we've got to slow down. We've got to be quiet. We've got to listen to what he's trying to tell us. Do you have a spot? Like when, when I say that, I mean like, a place where you feel, like, calm. A place where you feel calm, maybe safe, a place where you feel at peace, somewhere that you can enjoy being or even just hide for a few minutes or 20. And if you're a parent of a small child, then you, that, that means something to you because sometimes they're really like, you just got to hide, like closet, bathroom, whatever. But wherever that place is, if there's a place, for me, th this place has changed from time to time. Uh, when the weather is nice, I love, 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 love. Like if this is like, I'm going to add this to Gary Chapman's love languages, like over the, like the summer months and fall and spring months, I love long walks. So good for me. It's healing. It's peaceful. It's calm. I love long walks. But lately, because we're coming out of this like colder weather season, this has kind of been my spot. But this is my spot. This is a place where I can just kind of sit, and it's a place of peace and connection for me. Sometimes I need to sit in this just calm, quiet space with bright colored walls or maybe even sunshine and drink a tasty iced coffee. And I have one right now. This is me. This is me and Jesus. Because remember, I told you you're supposed to be. This is you and Jesus. And so this is for sh Jesus. Wow. He drank more than I did. Uh, but Jesus absolutely, like, he loves iced coffee. I don't know about your Jesus, but mine loves iced coffee. He let his ice melt a little, though, so. Oh, sorry. But this is kind of an environment, a scenario where sometimes I can go and I can just sit in this quiet space and drink this tasty iced coffee. And sometimes it's, it includes reading, whether it's my Bible or a devotional or a book. And sometimes it includes conversation, sometimes with Kevin or, or close friends of mine. And you'll notice that, like, I brought some stuff over here with me when I came to my place, when I came to my spot. But there's something else, not the Bible, that wasn't intentional, but I left my phone over there. Because I'm in, when, I'm, when I'm in my spot, like, I don't, I don't need that. I need that to stay over there. I need that to go away. That's part of what I need to, to quiet sometimes because there's so many distractions. Again, there's so many helpful things, but there's so many distractions over there. And when I'm here, like, I need to be here in this place. With my phone put away, the noise turned down for a while. That way when I enter back into all those things, the stuff that we talked about at the beginning, Again, for moms, dads, young, old, whoever you are, 
whatever phase of life you're in, we need this time because that way when we enter back into all this stuff, the jobs, the responsibilities, the finances, the parenting, um, the supervising, you know, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you're part of, whatever your life looks like, when we enter back, when we come out of this place and when we enter back into that, I come out a little bit better and a little bit more calm and a little bit more at peace and a little bit more whole when I've been in this space. So I don't know for you like where that place is. Maybe it's a chair on your deck or a patio and you've got a table and some ice water, some tea or whatever it is that you have or some music from your phone or whatever. Maybe it's on your patio. Maybe it's a cozy spot in your room, in your bed. Just don't lay down because it's, it's hard not to fall asleep. But like maybe it's like sitting up in your bed with just a cozy blanket and a pillow and just reading your word and talking to Jesus calling on the phone even. I mean, this doesn't even just have to be, this isn't just about kind of just that time with him. That's the most important thing. But sometimes you kind of need to talk to a friend, like talk to a spouse, someone that can encourage you, someone that can lift you up, that has, you know, maybe a little bit louder words that you can hear sometimes when we struggle to hear Jesus's voice. Like that's fine too, do that. Maybe you're a nature person. I mentioned I, lo I love walks. If it's a walk by the water, if it's sitting on a park bench or whatever, so some of us, there's times where you're at a season in life where really the only alone time you have, the only time that it's quiet where there's no one else around is a car ride. It, it doesn't, your spot can, is, it looks different than mine. It might, it might be in your home like this. It might be at a coffee shop. Wherever it might be, your spot might be different than mine, but whatever it is, you've got to have one. You need to find one. And if, if you have one, that's great. And if it's one of these that you're like, oh, like, yeah, I could do that. Wherever that is for you. I encourage you to go there often. We've got to schedule time to be Mary, to be like Mary. We've got to schedule that time because we've got to have those moments where we can just stop and we can slow down when we can quiet the noise and when we can listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us. So as we, as we close, I want to have already, actually, I've invited you into my space. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up for a second, um, and I'm going to let you sit in my space. I'm going to invite you into my space, because your space isn't here, and mine is sitting right here. You can see it. So I want to invite you further in from where you are and further into my space, where it's just you and it's Jesus. And there... Braxton and Haley are going to sing a song, and they're going to sing these words, and it's kind of a song that they're going to sing over us, but it's also kind of what my heart is, what my proclamation is back to the Savior, and some things that I want to communicate, that if you hear nothing else of what I've said, if nothing else makes sense, if you're like, if it's one of those like, what'd you say? It's fine, but now is the time to engage, if nothing else. So come to my spot, come to my seat, and just take a few moments to connect with Jesus. Our prayer is that this message impacted you. We would love to hear your story and have you partner with us financially as we work to spread the life-changing story of Jesus. 
You can do this at newvisiongrandview.com.